Hey, 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 welcome back everybody. It's another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. Recapping week 14 in the NFL, getting to week 15, making some picks, crowning a bum of the week. Um, going over those crazy Monday night games that we just watched with two massive upsets, including Tennessee shocking Miami, which we'll get to later, and uh, Tommy DeVito. Tommy, uh, when you're here, your family, DeVito with another victory, this time on Monday Night Football against the Packers. Big win for the Vikes there. Um, But let's start, as we always do, with the Vikings and Niners. I want to start with the Vikings first. Not a lot to say other than one of the worst wins in Viking history. We had no points through 48 minutes. We won 3-0. That was one of the most shocking games of the NFL season. Um, Neither team really ever had a chance to score. There was one red zone turnover by the Raiders. There was one missed field goal by the Vikings at around the 48-49 yard line in the second quarter. But basically there was no offense at all for four quarters. And Josh Dobbs lost his job because of it. When you saw that game and you saw the quote-unquote highlights, what were you thinking? Yeah. um, I text you I watched a little bit more of that than probably maybe most people just because, I don't know, I was fascinated by the 0-0 game plus you know just with you in the pod like and then being out here a lot of raider fans there's viking interest on this pod so i was like hmm, yeah what a eye gouger um and we thought the chicago one was bad not at all compared to this what i don't understand more of like i know this isn't a raiders podcast but like i don't understand how that offense scores zero uh josh jacobs is pretty good i mean he had well maybe he had his one year last year but Devontae Adams is still there. Um, I mean, Aiden O'Connell, I mean, if you look, if if you play decent, you should, I mean, to get shut out at home, awful. Quote, but, quote unquote, at home. I mean, it was, yeah. it was But still, you sleep, you sleep in your own bed. You <laughs> yeah. sleep in your own bed. You don't have to travel. Like, anyways, but no, for the Vikings, yeah, exactly. They do not ask how, they ask how many, and, um, whether you win that game 45-42 or 3 nothing, it doesn't matter. Um, huge win. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the Pastronaut might have landed on the bench. Um, yeah. I, I did, But the, I think the bigger story is, is yeah, Jefferson hurt again. Ugh. And Just to go over the injuries whole thing in that is game. The whole, I, Not I was old. like, oh, he's injured. And then they're like, oh, he's in the <laughs> hospital. I was like. Yeah, and they said it was a chest contusion. I was like, he got hit in the lower back, and he grabbed his lower back when he got hit, so that was kind of weird. But the update came out today that apparently he is playing on Saturday, so clearly nothing's broken. So uh, it'll be good to have him back out there, hopefully for a full game this time. The question is who the hell's going to be throwing to him. It looks like it'll probably be Mullins. I don't know how you can go back to Dobbs after benching him in the fourth quarter uh, and then winning the game with Mullins down the stretch. Either way, obviously the ceiling of the Vikings with the way Dobbs has played has dropped massively. But uh, injuries for the Vikings, but everybody else that they're competing with lost. Seattle lost, Green Bay lost, uh, the Rams lost. So we picked up a game. Detroit lost. We picked up a game on everybody. uh, So it was a fantastic weekend in that regard. But we lost Madison to an ankle injury. We lost Jefferson to a chest injury. Looks like he'll be okay. We lost Brian O'Neill, who was rating as one of the five best tackles in the league this year. Uh, he got rolled up on, which looks like that could be a tough injury. We lost Dalton Reisner, who's been good at left guard. So it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was one of those games where it was like, 
okay, just survive and advance. And boy, did they barely survive and boy, did they barely advance. But, um, like you said, they don't ask how they ask how many. So, uh, three, nothing victory for the Vikes. Next week we go into Cincinnati against the unstoppable Jake Browning, uh, who's basically just taken over for Burrow and is playing like Burrow. It's absolutely insane. Uh, Cincinnati's favored by four in that game. That was a game that earlier in the year I circled as a guaranteed L when I thought Burrow was healthy. And then when Burrow got hurt, I was like, oh, that might actually be a guaranteed W now. Now we're four-point underdogs on the road because we can't score the last two weeks. And, man, you have to be just insanely impressed with Jake Browning going into that game. Yeah, how could you not be? Um, By the way, did you see the story of – I saw Jake Browning either in a post-game press conference or something or uh, say that uh, Joe Burrow paid for his family to sit in a suite – I did see that. And that they, they, it kept panning to his his family up in the crowd. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, he looks he looks the part. It's it's just like he looks confident. He looks calm in the pocket. He he's accurate. Um, yeah, I it it it's a he's he's a revelation, really. Um, I was listening to some podcasts this week that were kind of deep diving into Browning. So I only knew him as the quarterback that couldn't quite get Washington over the hump. He was very good in college, but not like elite enough. I think he finished like eighth in the Heisman the one year that Washington made the playoff uh, with Chris Peterson as coach. But um, I, all these podcasts are doing deep dives. He was like the number one player in high school, like the most highly recruited quarterback of his draft class. At that point, they were comparing him to like Andrew Luck and whatnot. Then he slightly disappointed at Washington relative to expectations, gets drafted in the late rounds, goes to the Vikings after he gets cut by the team that drafted him, gets cut by us off our practice squad. And it's like, these last two weeks, you don't see guys who bounce around the league do that. This is like, you know, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, Brock Purdy, where he had all that time in Shanahan's system uh, to kind of figure things out. This is a guy who's just bouncing from team to team. And I mean, this is a really cool story. It's like the Dobbs story all over again. But I think this one has some more staying power. So I'm worried about next week. I think we're going to struggle in that game. I think, especially with Madison and O'Neal hurt, uh, we're not going to be able to run the ball much. And that was probably the the blueprint for contending there with a team uh, that's really playing well and going in on the road. Um, that's a game that Cincinnati absolutely has to have if they want to make the playoffs too. So that'll be a tough one. It's a Saturday 10 a.m. game too, so a quick turnaround. Um, let's move on to the Niners. Ho-hum, another win, another division title, another playoff appearance. Uh, easy win against the Seahawks. It, first half was a little bit bumpy there, and then coming out into the second half, uh, another touchdown there for Seattle on that pass to Parkinson. But for the most part, relatively routine. Purdy made some amazing throws. Um, going into next week, they're 13-point favorites against Arizona, who's coming off a bye, which if I don't know if there's ever been a 13-plus point favorite against a team who's coming off of a bye like this late in the season. It shows you Vegas sees what you see and what I see. The Niners are by far the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I saw Vegas. Uh, I saw something um, that said that the Niners would be like a five-point favorite against anybody. Like, I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand that. I don't know how you figure that out with a line of, of these, like. That's um, on a neutral field, right? They're like, if it's yeah. in the Super Bowl, yeah, even if they played whoever, Philly again on a neutral field, they'd be favored by at least five. I believe it. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they look the part. 
Uh, biggest thing out of the game, a couple of could be significant injuries. Uh, Trevorius Ward, uh, something with his groin, did not return, and and that's our best player by far at our weakest position group, so that's a problem. Um, may not impact us, you know, this week or, you know, uh, well, I was going to say against Washington, but that's not the next week after that. Uh, Baltimore, yeah. And then at the end of the season, they play the Rams. And then obviously the playoffs. And then Javon Hargrave, I guess, pulled his hamstring, potentially could be out a few weeks. Um, and Greenlaw left, but I think he came back. So, yeah, some injuries on the defensive side. But, yeah, I mean, offensively, quietly, I thought um, I, I thought it wasn't, like, the, the most – Bet the best game I've seen Purdy play. Just I don't know why. Maybe I just wasn't as locked into the game for whatever reason. But he quietly threw for three sixty eight, <laughs> including two, t- two of the best throws you've ever seen. Yeah, that one to Debo. Oh my goodness! And then three sixty eight, two touchdowns. He had a pick, but like for uh, uh, the offense was coming off the field, and the TV catches uh, Kyle yelling at Brandon Ayuk. So. Mm-hmm. You know, not really. It's not one of like Jimmy's picks where it's like overthrow the guy he's throwing to. It's picked off by somebody who's not even covering the guy you're throwing to. But and he would have had the Debo throw. Um, he would have had a touchdown if he was down at the one. I mean, he easily could have three touch three sixty eight, which is I think the most a Niner quarterback has thrown for since the Super Bowl year when Jimmy threw for uh, I think like four twenty four in Arizona. I saw that was the uh, that was the uh, feels great baby Aaron Andrews yes. game. Yeah. Uh, and he felt great that night, uh, but yeah, I Debo Samuel looks like a superstar again, and I mean Brandon Ayuk is a star. They're start. I mean, I don't know what to say. This is the best team in the league. It is if they're healthy, and you know, barring like a rash of injuries, I still think they're the best team even with a couple injuries. They're, I mean, they're loaded everywhere. I, it is. It really it, it, the the. The podcasts and the TV shows are talking about it. Like, it really is. Like, this is going to be a bummer if this team doesn't win the Super Bowl. I, they, like, last three years, they've, yeah, absolutely. They've been I mean, one of the best teams, but this year, I mean, they, they are the best. I think that's quite clear at this point. Although, I would say I, I crap on them a lot, but I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are a really good second team in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, the thing too about Seattle, like a lot of these games, you're like before last year, it's like this is gonna get weird. Games against Seattle always get freaking weird, and then it just doesn't feel like that anymore because it's Drew Locke. Although I don't think Geno Smith's getting his job back. Drew Locke looked. Oh, he looked like he threw the ball. He has to be 100 percent healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I just Russell Wilson isn't there. I, I'm I'm more confident. And DK Metcalf gets into a fight every game I see him play. Yeah, his whole thing where he does sign language, where he says something in sign language that he could never say without getting fined if he just said it out loud <laughs> or, like, mouthed it. I mean, that thing is getting out of hand. He, I guess he did one a couple of weeks ago where he sign languaged 43 is my son after he just, like, posterized him for a catch. The guy, yeah. I think it was number 43 for whoever it was. Yeah, and I was like, your daddy. damn, like, this guy is freaking, he's pushing it. And this week he freaking body slammed Fred Warner. Uh, he then got up in his face and grabbed his mask and was screaming at him. I'm like, that's cool if you're Megatron, but I mean, dude, you're 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 a, a good receiver, a very good receiver, but you're on a losing team and you're not playing all that well. It's like, 
I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, I love DK Metcalf. He's on all my fantasy teams. He's one of Evan's favorite players. Seems like a hell of a player, but he is playing on that razor's edge every game. I mean, he should probably have been ejected maybe three times this year. The dude is just a little bit of a basket case, but uh, uh, big win for the Niners yet again. 13-point road favorites against Arizona. I think they'll win that one relatively easily. Um, I don't know it's why, one of Arizona those... and Kyler, I don't know, always like, it's just, I think those are the games, like, now that Russ is not there, first, I think those are the games that just get weird. The Niners haven't been to Arizona since I think they uh, rented since COVID, because last year they played in Mexico. Right, for that was the uh, the Monday night yeah. Azteca game, I remember that. But so no, you're saying this might be a little bit of a trap game I for the Niners? Because be, they, they have the three games against Seattle, Philly, Seattle. And then they have Baltimore the next week. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely <laughs> have to get that one. Uh, it's what? It's the Washington one they should win going away. Yeah, this Washington, one, I'm not. Yeah. Washington, and then the last game of the, I mean, last game of the season is the Rams. The Rams are going to need it. And they're, yeah. they're a really good 6-7 and seven team. Yeah, um, so I mean the the biggest storyline that comes out of this weekend besides, you know, our stuff with the Vikings and Niners is probably these losses by Miami, which was a shocker, uh Philly, which I mean, I think everybody expected that to be a game that Dallas maybe could control but not get an absolutely steamrolled like that and then obviously the biggest story of all the Chiefs, which we'll get into a a deep dive in a little bit later. Uh, Let's start to take a look at next week. Uh, Thursday Night Football, we will skip over Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell with the Chargers at the Raiders. Raiders are favored by three. Didn't they say they were going to, like, upgrade, like, (laughs) they were going to upgrade, like, the Thursday Night games, and I feel like they've just been worse. They have. It was Monday Night. I think it was Monday Night that the ESPN kind of complained, like, a year or two ago or something. That's why they created like the flex yeah. games, because ESPN and like Mondays have time. been have been pretty good. On the whole, Mondays have been okay this year. Sundays are all Sunday night football is always good. Monday night's been pretty good. But it's like, what is this? The sixth or seventh time we're getting the Chargers in a primetime game? Just please stop with this nonsense. Especially now that Herbert's out, um, they're only not firing Staley because the owner's cheap and he wants to wait till the end of the season when the contract runs out. Like. What a terrible game. Uh, And then Saturday, we already said the Vikings are at 10 a.m. They're the early game on Saturday. Two more Saturday games. Uh, Pittsburgh at Indy. This this is an elimination game. It's very likely one of these teams is going to make the playoffs, which is kind of sad. Like, these teams are both not very good. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is sliding. I think Indy, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, is one of the teams I want to look at as as one of my picks of the week. Uh, when you look at that game and when you look at how uh, Trubisky played last week, is it Indy or nothing for you on that? Or do you think that Tomlin could possibly win this one? I love Mike Tomlin, but it's been a two-week uh, shitburger. Uh <laughs> First to lose by two touchdowns at home to Arizona and then to lose to Bailey Zappi and the Patriots at home the next week. Uh, that was the game to turn it around. Um, no, I, I mm-hmm. would, yeah, I, I expect the Colts to win. The Colts Colts are playing well. You know, Shane Steichen is, is, is doing a damn good job. And, and, yeah, they're at home. And 
they had won five in a row until they ran into the uh, Jake Browning buzzsaw this weekend. So I still like Indy there. That I may not make my top five picks, which who gives a shit at this point? I went 0-5 last week. We are in a total slide. But uh, we'll, we'll see if that makes it into the list. Um, the Saturday night game is one that you and I are going to be watching very intently. Denver at Detroit. Detroit uh, came out as a three-point favorite. It's already been bet up to five. So now it's Detroit minus five. Uh, the Vikings are pulling big time for Denver here because all of a sudden, hey, we played like shit th- these last three weeks, um, but we control our own destiny to win the division. If we win the four games that we have on our schedule, we will win the NFC North, which is absolutely insane to say after we started one and four and Kirk Cousins towards Achilles. It's wild. But you've been on this bandwagon for the last like four weeks. After earlier in the year being so high on Detroit, you are now one hundred percent on out on them as a contender. Yeah, they looked they looked bad yesterday against Chicago. Um, Jared Goff is kind of regressing to the mean, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, their their defense is terrible. Uh, I thought, like, every time I watch their games, uh, Aiden Hutchinson looks like he flashes to me, but I watched yesterday, and he got a sack, and they were like, that's his first, that's his second sack all season. I'm like, two? I was yeah. like, that can't be right. And then I was like, yep, let me let me just make 100% sure. <laughs> yeah, because I think the, the consensus on him was he's going to be your 10-sack guy every year in this league. And, like, sure, he flashes, he gets off the edge quick on these run plays and whatnot, but his job is to get to the passer, and he's not yeah, doing that's it wrong. in the way Whoever that said that, that's wrong. He's at six and a half. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's okay. It's a little underperforming for a, a, a guy who was picked that high. But, but know, their back seven's terrible. They've given up 28 points to the Bears twice in the last three They weeks. should have lost like, to the Bears twice. <laughs> Yeah, they should be eight and five. They shouldn't even be nine and four. They they got lucky with that first. Like Bears their game. their their wins don't look as good. Like remember they won in Kansas City and we're like, what a freaking win! It's like Kansas City's pretty average, mm-hmm. even when healthy. And then they beat Seattle at home, which Seattle might miss the playoffs. Oh, they lost to Seattle at home. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. So, but but my point, yeah, competitive game. Like those yeah, are the show me games. a game where they were. Elite from start to finish against a decent team because it hasn't happened. They got the the doors they, blown off them by Green Bay on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, I would say they beat them. I remember that Thursday night game in mm-hmm. Green Bay. They they looked good that game, but at that, I mean, I'm not trying to like rewrite it, but the Packers weren't what they are now, and right now they're a like average six and seven team, team yeah. that lost to Tommy DeVito. Yeah, so <laughs> like you know. I guess I criticized Dallas. Like, who have you beaten? Like, that was my big thing. Like, Dak, you're going to win MVP. You've, you have zero wins against teams with a winning record. Your best win was against Seattle, who had a winning record, but now does not. So, who has a winning record now, teams like Dallas has beat, is just Philly. Mm-hmm. Big win. Big win for this. But Detroit. There's no resume builder there. I mean, I, you, no... I guess you could still say Kansas City, but that was Kansas City – like no not Kelsey, who, no yeah. Chris Jones, and they're not that good anyway with both of them. Yeah. So pretty shocking. Uh, we were just talking about Green Bay. So they host Tampa next week. Uh, they're three and a half point favorites in that game. That is now a must win for them after they drop that game to the Giants as six and a half point favorites on Monday Night Football. So, you know, typically in a normal season, if you're six and seven, you have to win out to make the playoffs. This is not a normal season. The NFC is super weak. But if they lose this one, 
I, they, they, you would think they have to be done, no matter how easy their schedule is from there on out. Because Tampa is another team that they're competing for with that wild card. They're both six and seven. Um, Tampa Bay now controls this, their destiny in the South after that win against Atlanta last week. Um, they rule the roost at six and seven, which is kind of hilarious. Um, I'll be pulling for Tampa Bay in this game because I think it's one of those where. I need Tampa Bay to win the division because they're the only team in the NFC that owns the tiebreaker over the Vikings that we're like in a battle with right now. We already beat Green Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta. Uh, we have the tiebreaker over both Seattle and uh, the Rams because all of our losses have basically been out of conference. I believe we're 6-2 and two, uh, in conference. So it's like as long as Tampa wins that division, we could even finish 8-9 and nine and still make the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at that game and I'm saying we've been fading Green Bay on this podcast all year. It, it finally, of course, comes to fruition when we don't bet against Green Bay this week, uh, where they finally shit themselves on, on national TV. But, um, looking at that game, I mean, the Niners don't give a shit anymore because they've already wrapped everything up. They're just playing for seeding. But, uh, if, if you're looking at that game, would you pick Green Bay after what you just saw on Monday night football? Or would you look to bet on Tampa? Cause I think Mayfield's been pretty frisky. I like that word, frisky. Uh, I I'm high on Tampa Bay. Um, like I think, I think out of all the shit in the NFC South, like they're the least shitty. Um, but I just with both of these teams, I I have no idea what what I'm, what we're getting Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, just you could watch either team this year, and you're like, that team is awful. Or you could be like, the Packers could be like a surprising NFC North pick for next year. And then you watch them tonight and you're like, they suck. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. But Packers at home, they, they have to win it. It's crazy. It is Tampa. They don't have to win it because their division is so terrible. Um, yeah, it's going to come down to their divisional games anyway. I, I worry that Tampa Bay will not be up for this game because they know the bigger ones are coming down the road. And Green Bay, this is their Super Bowl. They're like, if they lose this, they're toast. So. Um, looking at that one, if you have to pick, I would probably pick Green Bay minus three and a half. Uh, we'll skip over the Houston Tennessee game. Good on you, Tennessee, for for winning that game tonight. Uh, looks like CJ Stroud will be out for that one with a concussion. Tennessee's a, a one and a half point favorite um, because it looks like it'll be Davis Mills in that one. Um, Jets at Miami, so Miami's favored by twelve. Jets fans are wondering after last week where the hell was that Zach Wilson the last three seasons like. What a performance from him. They had no points at the half. In the second half, he was basically perfect. Uh, 320 yards and two touchdowns and an easy victory over Houston. I mean, Jets fans are like, where the hell was that? It's like too little, too late. Uh, But the big story here, Miami just choked away a 13-point lead uh, on Monday Night Football against Tennessee. Um, Just an utter collapse for Mike McDaniel and the boys. And all of a sudden, Baltimore is now you know ruling the roost in the AFC for the foreseeable future. Yeah, just a terrible loss for Miami. Um, for all the people who want to vote Tyree Kill for the MVP, it's pretty, pretty good game to uh, put that case on. He left, and um, you know the Tua and the offense was not the same. Um, yeah, I just I, I I hate to say it, but like Miami feels like I don't. They feel like the Houston Rockets. Like with James Harden, you're like, that's cool, but like, you're not winning, dick. But Houston was more like James Harden doesn't want to play, like, lack of effort type thing. Like, Miami's like, you just, like, you, you're you good, but like, I'm not putting you anywhere near, like, the top, even in the AFC. Like, forget Dallas or 
the Niners. But like Baltimore, no. Um, They're a classic front runner, like like Dallas was earlier in the year, where it's like you beat up on the bad teams in a game that's a shootout. You're gonna you're gonna just blow everybody away. But in these games that like you have to have against the Vrabel team, for instance, tonight, where it's just like. You know, it's a slobber knocker. They they just don't come up big in those kind of games. Whereas a team like Baltimore was in a very similar game with the Rams over the weekend and somehow found a way. You know, the little coaching on the margins things that guys like Harbaugh are a little bit better that, at than McDaniel at this point in his career. That was a brutally tough loss for Miami. Sorry, Miami fans. Hopefully uh, you rebound quickly here because all of a sudden Buffalo is looking at them in the rearview mirror. Um Probably the number one story in sports today. Uh, next week, it's Kansas City at New England. Kansas City's favored by 10. We're all talking about Mahomes. Uh, fit on the sideline. We'll get into that a little bit later. But my my note here was that I think it's official now after watching that game. Kansas City's era is over. <laughs> era in quotation marks. Like, this whole thing with Taylor Swift. Put that to the to the side right now. If you're a Chiefs fan, if you're... Uh, you know, even oh, if, if I was Swifty. a Chiefs fan, I'd be so oh. freaking sick of Taylor Swift and yeah, and, and like... Kelsey and like all of this. I'd be sick of the commercials for from him, Mahomes, everything. I'd be like, it's like we are in crisis on the field. All this other shit does not matter right now. Like that whole thing, the vibe there in Kansas City is at the worst point it's been since Mahomes has. You know what's crazy is like I always thought like you know if any one of my teams won like how much leeway would I give them for like dumb shit. Like, you give me one championship, God forbid it was the Sharks. Like, I always thought, like, here's a decade of, like, I don't even care. Like, I won't criticize a thing. I'll be like, you made me so happy. Because if I was a Chiefs fan, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, I don't care that you've won two Super Bowl. Like, I'd be like, we have a – we have, with the roster and the quarterback and the head coach, like, we have an opportunity to win, like, four out of five or, like, you know – Every year with with Mahomes, it's, it's it's Super Bowl or bust, really, and it's just like mm-hmm. I'd be just livid because it's it's just something weird every week, every week. And and you look around the AFC and you go, okay, Baltimore has some flaws. They're ten and three. They're number one. Miami, as we saw tonight, a ton of flaws. Jacksonville, very flawed team, as we saw in their performance against uh, Cincinnati the week before, and then at Cleveland this week. Cleveland starting thirty-eight-year-old Joe Flacco, and then you got all those teams at seven and six, like Indy and Houston and Pittsburgh and you know uh, Cincinnati and whatnot. Like it is on the whole a very mediocre AFC. Like this should be a season where the Chiefs go fourteen and three, get the one seed, and breeze to a Super Bowl appearance where they have to deal with the Niner or Cowboy or Eagle juggernaut. But rather than that, they're looking at a four seed right now, which is, you know, unheard of for those Kansas City fans. And right now, all the stories are about Reed and the refs and Mahomes and Kelsey and Swift. And like you were saying, if you're a fan right now, you got to be like, hey, we are a tire fire on the field. Let's fix that. Who gives a shit about anything else? Yeah. Yeah. I just think about it, too. Like Brady, when he was he never really did this when he was playing. Maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but like not, I don't mean the complaint. He would yell and scream and all that shit. But like, I mean like the extra stuff, like the, he was married to Giselle and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No one ever cared. Like Giselle's a superstar, supermodel. Like I know she's maybe not Taylor Swift in popularity, but like, I don't know. It's just, I feel I'm, to in, I'm too a little in, more private. <laughs> I, my, I feel I'm too involved in, in the chiefs, like 
Real Housewives of Kansas City <laughs> TV show. I, I feel like I'm watching a show I don't want to watch. I don't know. Like, I just... And but, but like we said, on the field, on the field, Travis Kelsey looks like he aged seven years in the offseason. Mm. This is his worst season as a pro, no doubt. Like, if, if, if anyone votes on the Pro Bowl or All-Pro, like, he should not be a Pro Bowler or All-Pro. Oh, no, no way. Yeah, he's not even a top five tight end this season. Obviously, he's still a weapon, and everybody has to account for him. But just on the performance this season alone, he's not one of the three or four best. Which tight is ends a problem anyway. because everything else that they have is dog water. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing runs through him, and they got to get him back quick, uh, back to uh, the performance that we expect from him. Uh, maybe this is kind of it for him at thirty-four. You know, sometimes those top-level athletes like him and Gronk and whatnot. Did you hear on his wall? Did you hear on his podcast with his brother that uh, they posed the questions? They were talking about uh, Jason Kelsey, like, oh, he's thought about retirement. You know, he's pondered it, like, you probably be on one-year deals till he retires. And, he, and Jason Kelsey was like, oh, yeah, this could be it this year. But then they kind of like, ha, 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 like, well, have you thought about retirement? And, like, Travis Kelsey looks serious. He's like, I've thought about it, like, every year the last, like, three years. And I'm just yeah, like – Yeah, I mean – I'm just like, what if he does retire? Like, yeah, when you, wh- you made that kind of money and your body is getting beat to shit. I don't know if you watched that Kelsey documentary, the Jason Kelsey one. You know one. what's crazy is I haven't oh. watched it, but uh, Kayla did because she saw all the clips of his wife on TikTok. It was like, oh, she seems like a really nice uh, wife and stuff. That's like I came into the living room and I'm like, what are you watching? And I'm like, I know what she's watching. I'm just like... <laughs> Jamie did the same thing because she saw that on TikTok and then she wanted to watch the doc. And it's like Kylie Kelsey comes out as like a really, you know, cool person. I love that that scene when she's like, we're spending how much? She's like, this is bananas. (laughs) And and they're like, they're like super. I, I love when super rich people act like normal humans. Yeah, they're like down to earth. They live in a modest house. Everything that came out of that was really positive for for the Kelsey's and whatnot. But the point I was going to make is you see what Jason Kelsey looks like, like, after a game or in the off season, he is just limping around in constant pain. And, you know, you just know that Travis Kelsey is probably like, look, I've made a hundred million dollars. I'm possibly going to get married to Taylor Swift. Why would I keep beating the shit out of myself? You know, it seems like maybe he's slowing down here and he's ready to call it, uh, call it a career. Um, let's talk about a couple other games before you get to your Jack in the bum of the week, Chicago at Cleveland, Cleveland minus three. My note here is how bad are NFL QBs right now? If Joe Flacco comes off the street and is already like, I'm maybe even top 10. I mean, he was so freaking good last week and you look around the league and you go, there's no way he could even be top 15. And then you start rattling off. Oh, well with Rogers and cousins out for the year and Brady retired, like, there aren't a lot of guys that are any good right now. Watson's out for the all these guys. Flacco was great, and he was pretty good at the game I went at the week before against the Rams. He was even better this week, like 38 years old. He said he was watching games three weeks ago on his mom's couch, and now he's throwing for 300 yards in a, in a Browns victory. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I I think it's it's crazy, but, like, I don't think it's that crazy in the sense that I just think I, – I, I think – Teams and and just the league in general has become so infatuated with a different type of quarterback other than the the sitting duck that's Flacco. The that was, but the problem is, is like there's only like one or two guys that can play like Mahomes or you know, especially for year after year after year. Um, that like the, the 
I think we're going to start to see maybe a little bit more teams like, oh, like, yeah, no, it definitely is damn important to, like, be able to sit in the pocket and be accurate and just throw the ball. And, like, mm-hmm. who gives a shit if you can run the read option or whatever? Um, yeah, because I, I, cause I think that's why there's there's struggles in the, in the league at quarterback in general because I don't think most of them compared to, like, I think kind of maybe what Brady was in, uh, implying or what he said about the league being uh, worse is that, like, no one really – I just think they've devalued the the pocket passer. Yeah, thing. throwing accurate passes from the pocket has been devalued in the case of every quarterback now takes almost every snap from the shotgun, either hands it off to the running back or pretends to hand it off to the running back and then makes a quick decision. Like, that's what they want. They want, you know, a Lamar Jackson type or one of these guys who, you know, fake the handoff, you're a threat to run, or you'll throw it to your first hot route. Like, that's it. And, like, these guys that can scan the field and just, you know, deliver the ball on a dime or devalued well. A guy like Flacco, who just has no athleticism left in his body at age 38, he's like six foot six, 250, he cannot move, looked pretty freaking good. It was pretty shocking. I couldn't believe that game. Um, I did pick Cleveland, uh, not on the pod, but I bet on them in real life when it got down to minus one, just because I thought Lawrence wasn't going to be able to move. But it ended up being a Flacco game uh, after all that. Um, we'll skip over the NFC South games. You got the Giants at New Orleans minus six, and then you got Atlanta minus two and a half at Carolina. Um, Falcons are still alive. Saints are still alive. Giants somehow are still alive. Kind of crazy. Um, let's go to the big game of Sunday. Uh, that's Dallas at Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by one and a half. I really want to bet Buffalo here. I think this is a flat spot for Dallas going on the road against a quality opponent. And the Bills are right back in this thing after all. McDermott is off the schneid after three or four really tough weeks for that guy. Um, would you look at Buffalo here or are you still convinced that Dallas might be good enough to like go in and, and win this game handily? I think this is a bigger game for Dallas than last week. They're really okay like i don't mean like obviously the division thing everything but like i philly just you know everyone's talking about i hated it just like making excuses for the niner game but talking about their schedule all that crap like they're clearly not playing well i i kind of expected i i didn't like you said i didn't think they were gonna throttle them but i mean i expected like if you're if you're what we kind of think you are dallas like you win that game at home now can they go on the road to Buffalo where the weather might be not perfect? I don't know what the forecast is, but it's not a dome like your Jerry <laughs> cold, World is. Cold as shit yeah. is what the forecast I'm is. I'm forecasting cold as shit <laughs> um, against a really good quarterback and against a team who has to win it. And 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 I think this, this will say more about Dallas. Buffalo, I just have no idea what I'm going to get. Absolutely not. Um, I know they beat the Chiefs controversially, penalty, I guess you could say. But I don't think the Chiefs are very good. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think It's I, a tough one. There's a reason it's one and a half. I, I thought it would be Buffalo maybe minus three, and a lot of people would run in to bet on Dallas, but they said it at one and a half because they're like, hey, Dallas is really freaking good. We can't give the full three to Buffalo. Uh, what a performance by Dallas! I don't know why, but I, I like just thinking. I would. I'm kind of shocked Dallas isn't favored, given that they're yeah they're ten and three, Buffalo seven and six. But I think Vegas and the advanced stats people just freaking love Buffalo, even after those choke job games against like Denver and 
Um, they had that horrible <laughs> loss earlier. Well, in the they year. had the horror. They had the horrible win against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, against Tyrod Taylor. I remember that one. That was a crazy Sunday yeah. night game. Um, Washington at the Rams. Rams favored by six. I'm leaning towards the Rams in that spot. Uh, after they lost that heartbreaker in Baltimore last week, which we somehow didn't cover. Um, they have to win that one to stay in the NFC wildcard race. I mean, this is a game where you're, you're playing. It's just like the Green Bay game. You're playing a team that's that's worse than you. You have to win this one because there's going to be more challenging ones for them ahead. They play at San Francisco later in the year. So it's like got to have this one if you have any chance of making the playoffs. Sunday night's a really good one, especially now that Lawrence is confirmed to be healthy. Uh, Baltimore minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Dolphins fans are going to be watching that one because their only path to getting a bye is uh, to win next week against the Jets and then have Baltimore lose at Jacksonville. And then they can start thinking about, you know, maybe getting the one seed again after last night's collapse. So uh, Baltimore may be able to wrap things up in terms of the one seed with a win there and then a win the following week. Uh, And then that game at San Francisco won't mean as much, but uh, big one on Sunday night football. Do you lean either side there? Cause I, I'm kind of getting off that Jacksonville bandwagon. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh pound for pound Baltimore is the best team in the AFC. Um, and, and I don't know, Jacksonville is just, every time I watch him, I'm just underwhelmed. Um, like I'm sure he wasn't a hundred percent, but you played Trevor and it's just like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I I guess the big picture is is just like I think the shine is really wearing off on Trevor Lawrence. Like, mm-hmm. um, like forget John Elway, Andrew Luck comparisons. Like, I mean, his numbers say he's at best average, and um, you take Brock Purdy over him every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Yeah. It's not number even a one question. Versus number two fifty two, yeah. It's yeah, and, and it's like I know Cleveland's got a good defense. It was in Cleveland, but still, like, how do you not win that game? Like, Jack, Jaguars are good. Jaguars have good players, and then now you're at home, big, big spot against a really good team, and it's like you. I don't it know. It can't be an ETN game. It has to be like Trevor. Show us something. Go. 24 of 32 for four touchdowns like do something like if you really think you can contend which when you're on a rookie deal as a quarterback is the chance that your team is going to have to be you know superstars around him and win a super bowl and they're not anywhere close to it i was thinking about it because like all these guys just get paid like i know the 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 big one that everyone kind of was the big story obviously because the uh homework clause, but the Kyler Murray one, I kind of was like, why on earth did you just give him, like, just hand him money? Like, I don't, like, people are like, oh, you have to pay, like, what are you going to do, like, draft a guy? It's like, yeah, then pay someone, like, damn near $200 million if you're Kyler. And, like, Trevor, my, my point is, like, at the end of this, the Jaguars just going to be, here's the the cap balloons. Are, are they going to say, here's $300 million? <laughs> For what? For, for the... Th- 17th best quarterback in the NFL. It's like, but then, but then like, do we like move off Trevor Lawrence? You know, Mr. Sunshine, Mr. Like can't miss prospect. I, I don't, I was just thinking about that recently. I just was like, cause you don't win when you pay the quarterback. I mean, you just, it, it does not work. It's, like look at Mahomes was... and the money he's like the, the team around him is garbage. Last year was a masterclass by the chiefs. This year is, what happens when you pay a quarterback $55 million a year? Like, there are no wide receivers to throw to. Their pass defense isn't as good. 
they're not as clutch in big games. Things are slipping. That's what happens, and that's what's going to happen to the Jags in two years if they, you know, give Lawrence the bag. So show us something, Trevor. We haven't seen it yet. He's been good. He has not been good enough to consider Jag- the Jaguars a Super Bowl contender. Um, then the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, enormous game. Philly minus three and a half at Seattle. Another one, just like for the Rams and the Packers and the Vikings. Seattle's got to have it. I mean, they've lost three in a row. Granted, they've been against the Niners twice and the Cowboys, so they played nothing but probably the two best teams in the NFL the last three weeks. So that's really tough. But they're 6-7. and seven. They're reeling. Might be Drew Locke here. Might be Geno Smith. We don't know. A little bit of extra rest for maybe Geno to get healthy. Philly minus three and a half. I'm not going to bet on this game. If I did, it would probably be to look at the over, given that these are two good offenses and two pretty suspect defenses. But, I mean, wild game here. Imagine if Philly loses this one. I actually like Seattle <laughs> in this game. Okay. Plus three and a half. Joey's going with Seattle. I might have to add that to the picks because I've been doing it on my own, and it's been a shit weird, show. Weird, four weird, shit, weeks. weird shit just happens in, just happens in that in that stadium. Um, especially on the primetime games, like just all mm. of them, just shit happens. Just like the fail Mary. Yeah. All of it between that, you know, you had the, the Niners stopped him at the half yard, one inch line. The, to win the, the division. Yeah. The, I mean, I remember the, the NFC championship game with the Packers, like mm-hmm. with like, onside kick. Yeah. It's yeah. just all of it. I think the punter threw a touchdown to an offensive lineman in that game. It's like, I like that. I like. Let's roll with Seattle plus three and a half in our picks later. I, it's a must win for them. Philly. I mean, if you're the five seed, is it really that bad? You're going to end up, you know, going to like New Orleans or whatever. Like, who gives a shit? They'll win that game pretty easily. So uh, I like the call on Seattle there. Um, let's go to your Jack in the Bum of the week. We've recapped week fourteen. We've gone into week fifteen. Um, let's get to the Jack in the Bum of the week. This is going to be great. Um, obviously, there's some candidates here. You and I both agree on who the number one candidate should be, and he's coming later. Uh, but I put Trubisky on there. That was one of the worst quarterbacking performances I've seen in a while. Him and Ritter this year, just aesthetically, when you watch them, you're like that guy is like so awful i i can't imagine you're like joe flacco it could be better than you and is and you're like people off the street are better than you yes joe flacco was pounding beers on a sofa like two weeks ago and is so much better than this guy who has been practicing every day for the last six months and we don't mean like oh if tom brady (laughs) decided to put like obviously we're we're, yeah we're talking like i think if alex smith is healthy enough would be better than (laughs) desmond ritter ryan fitzpatrick comes off the amazon studio set Throw him out there. I'd rather have him than, than Trubisky. And, uh, I'll put Jalen Hurts on this list of candidates because he has been bad basically for like four weeks. Uh, this is another terrible performance. Uh, they put up, what, six offensive points at Dallas? Like, not good there from Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jared Goff, the Novato kid, cannot play in cold weather. <laughs> I mean, that guy, he, you every know people, time he plays in cold weather. You know weather. people like just can like just not play bad? Uh, or just could just play bad in the cold. Like it's not because they're cold. I feel like with certain guys, especially the California guys, mm. like they just look cold. Oh yeah. He just like, he wears like the full balaclava yeah. thing that covers his face. And I'm like, that guy just looks like he would rather be on the beach. And it's like, that's Jared Goff to a T. He played in LA, you know, he grew up in the Bay area. He went to Cal. He's like, what is this minus six degree bullshit? Uh, he was terrible in that game. 
the Raiders for putting up a goose egg against the Vikings. Good on you, Brian Flores. Great game plan, but Aiden O'Connell and that Raiders offense, that was disgusting. He kept the Vikings season alive single-handedly. Thank you, Raiders, but you should have been one of the Jack in the Bomb of the Week candidates. And then a late entry is the Dolphins for a 14-point collapse on Monday Night Football, but there was only one way to go here for this one. Yeah. Only one way to go. It's it, Bum of the week is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just a – talk about master class of just pathetic. After – after in a post-game, anything. Post-game, rant, scrum. I, I just – I don't get it. I, I said it. I thought last week we had a similar scenario with, you know, the Packer game with the, the no pass interference calls, and he probably had the most – diplomatic answer you could have you're like oh you know what that's good Patrick like referees have a tough job like we get it no one's out here like really getting screwed as far as we know refs could be on the take we don't know (laughs) but yeah I just thought it was I thought it was his worst moment as a professional by far by far like and I just it's one of those like I really was like shocked like again we just saw it and like, what what was different this time? Like, what? It wasn't any more of a crushing loss. Like, at least the Bills are like kind of a decent, you know, team. Josh, like, you lost. If you would have told Chiefs fans you would lose to Jordan Love this season, <laughs> like, huh? They'd be devastated. It's, it's. I don't get it. I. I. You know, Patrick. Like, I don't. Like, I don't think this is. I think, you know, later in the season and years from now, like people just be like, Oh, remember that funny time he did this? Like this is I don't think this is who he like really is as like a There's a chance though it could be an inflection point in his career where we'll be like, Hey, this is when he became the villain because he's had basically unanimous approval through the first six seasons of his career. And then last night I see all these memes where they put like him yelling and the the audio is is a crybaby sound or the audio is just like you know Kermit the Frog crying or whatever. I'm like, damn, it's the the tide is turning on this guy. Yeah, I just, I do think I I think a part of it is just the cheat. Like I think people are just sick of the Chiefs. Like similarly to when the you're just sick of New England, like with Belichick and Brady, and especially when they were like being, you know, investigated for you know Spygate and the Deflate Deflate Gate, like all this shit. And then you're seeing, like, you know, them just win all the time. But, like, I I never really, again, I never really saw them, the Patriots, like, or Tom specifically, be this involved, like, with other shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I in the offseason, I see Patrick on the golf course. In, on I see him on TV State Farm. I see Kelsey right. everywhere. I see now Taylor's, like, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of anything Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And it's not even just because they beat my Niners in the Super Bowl or because they're just winning all the time. I just, I'm I'm tired of when the main thing isn't the main thing. And for the Chiefs this season, the main thing has not does not seem like it's football. 
Yeah, it's not how well you throw the ball down the field and Mahomes putting up 5,400 yards and winning the MVP. It's about all the side quests, all the shit that, like, they want to be like the 2016 Warriors where it's like, we are so good that we're now doing these side quests. We got Taylor Swift here. I got only rookie receivers and I'm still going to make it work out. You know, uh, me and Andy Reid are in eight different commercials together where he's trying to steal my chicken nuggets. It's like, (laughs) no, play football, dude. Like... If you want to be mentioned in the same conversation as Brady, you need to get to at least five Super Bowls, and you're blowing a golden opportunity at one here. Like, they need to get that shit turned around right now, because even if they run the table, they're still probably only a three seed. Like, it's wild. (laughs) Yeah. So, I was thinking about this, too. It might be the first we get to see Patrick Mahomes in a road playoff game. Thank God. What is it? Since 2018, every single one. He's never played a road playoff game. I guess technically the Super Bowl kind of counted, and he got absolutely, you know, pummeled in that game. So uh, that's pretty wild. So there it is, Patrick Mahomes, Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week for Week 14 in the NFL for all these sideline antics uh, after a tough loss at home against Buffalo. Um, Let's go to the You Like That Picks of the Week. Joey, we are in dire straits, 0-5 last week. Uh, I need your help. I need podcast listenership help. Uh, we've lost four weeks in a row. We're still five games over 500, 36, 31, and 3. Um, but I've been talking with my friends like it's been four straight weeks for me, not only on the pod, but in real life. I cannot pick a thing. Like college football has been okay. I bet on some others. I bet on some soccer and do okay. The NFL has just been kicking my ass for four weeks. So let's turn it around right here. You tell me if any of these are games that you're not that comfortable with. I like Atlanta minus two and a half at Carolina. I think Carolina is the worst team in the NFL by a mile. I think Atlanta has to have the game. That's one that I look at that I say, hey, if if I lose that game, if Carolina comes out and wins after putting up like 200 yards of offense and getting absolutely crushed by New Orleans last week, I'll take it. You know, if you if you're gonna beat me that way, then then I'm just meant to lose. Period. So give me Atlanta minus two and a half. Uh, Cleveland minus three. They're hosting Chicago. For me, yes, Chicago has played well recently, and Justin Fields has been good. But three points at home for Cleveland—that seems fair, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're just so much better, especially on defense. Um, and then the Niners minus thirteen, taking a team by thirteen on the road against a team coming off a bye seems like a terrible idea to be a long-term winning sports better. However. This Niners team is freaking unstoppable right now. I'm throwing it to you, though, because this feels like one you might talk me off. Because you think this is a trap game. I think it absolutely could be. The problem is is you still have to play the game, and just the Niners are better everywhere than the Cardinals. Um, but, I mean, the Niners were a huge favorite against a team they're better than yesterday and did not cover. Um so some other candidates for there would be maybe Denver plus five at Detroit, maybe the horrible frickin' New England Patriots plus ten at home against Kansas City. I see. Really. I thought that could be one. I was leaning in like, I think the Rams are really good. I think they beat Washington pretty good because okay, so I think we'll Washington, Washington, unlike the Giants or some of these like Chicago, even like to use your word, frisky. Like mm-hmm. I think Washington is stale. Yes. Like, there's just nothing. There's just no story. Like, It's Ron Rivera's coaching philosophy from 2011. The players have given up. They hate the enemy, by the way. He's had a really surprisingly good offense this year, but the players hate that guy. Like, 
it's a tire fire. I, I, I find that <laughs> so interesting. Like when the, it was, it was kind of a not so secret in Kansas city that they're like, like he's good, but like, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> and then he goes to an entirely or, new organization who like desperately needs his services. And the play, the new players are like, this guy, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's, his results are good, but he's he's hated in the locker room. It's one of those ones that I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I do like the Rams. That was another thought I had was Rams minus six. Just because it's like between Cup and Nakua and Donald and Stafford still has an absolute cannon for an arm. I mean, they I just, just like you the game you went to. The Rams were just at home against Cleveland and put up, what, 37? 36? Yeah, and they covered that game easily after I think uh, they were only ahead by one heading into the fourth quarter, and then they just put them away. So I think they're good enough to win against a bad Washington team. I like Buffalo minus one and a half in the marquee game of the weekend against Dallas. I just think if we get a forecast later in the week that says that it's really bad weather, then you have a great bet if you have Buffalo. If it's just kind of bad and it's just like 20 degrees or whatever, maybe Dallas can move the ball a little bit. But they've been in that dome Playing against bad teams and against a not informed Philly, I think going on the road in Buffalo is one that I feel pretty confident in. And then I'm going to throw your Seahawks plus three and a half on Monday Night Football on there. I was originally uh, thinking about adding the Niners to that group. I was originally thinking, hey, maybe I'll add New England plus 10, but let's stick with some teams that are good and that are playing for their playoff lives. If, if, you know? New, England, if New England, let alone covered. <laughs> but, I mean. Oh, if New England wins against Kansas City, batting down the hatches, that is first take. I think you know three. what I've. <laughs> you know what I'll throw Belichick a bone. I think Belichick. I think he really could maybe like stymie this Chiefs offense, but the problem yeah, is like could the spite. Patriots put up like ten points? Yeah, they could, they could do a great job and hold the Chiefs to like fourteen and then still lose by eight points. by fourteen. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely could happen. Um, I, I like these picks. I'm not saying I'm not saying be to, to, to to pick them to win. I I actually like Seattle to maybe win. That I mean, it's a game they have to have if they have any intention on making the playoffs. And then, like I said, the Eagles. I mean, this is the fourth of a four game stretch for them that was has just been insane. Uh, they're going to end up losing at least two of them, maybe three. So we'll see. Um, so there's the picks of the week. We got to get back uh, back on the horse here. Atlanta minus two and a half. Cleveland minus three, the Rams minus six, Buffalo minus one and a half, and then Seattle plus three and a half on Monday Night Football. Uh, Joey, your feels great, baby, your wildest take. Um, You're going with one that seven, eight weeks ago would have been probably the craziest take in the history of podcasting, but right now doesn't seem so nuts. I think a week ago it might have been pretty pretty nuts, but this is the, you know, uh, my wildest take, and it's pretty wild, but I don't think it's as wild as, as people might think because if you look at the standings, the Let's Ride Broncos are only one game behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and my my take is I think the Denver Broncos win the AFC West. Oh. And, and I looked at their schedule. They have similar opponents in the Chargers, Raiders, and Patriots. Mm-hmm. The difference is... The Chiefs go to can or the Chiefs go to Cincinnati, and Denver plays this week against Detroit. I have more confidence that Detroit or Denver upsets Detroit mm-hmm. than the Chiefs going to Cincinnati <laughs> with Jake Browning. Isn't that wild? That is <laughs> wild. Um, yeah, I think De- I mean 
we shit on him all first four or five weeks. But I mean, you got to give him credit. The the Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson's playing really well for a guy who took more shit than anyone I've ever seen in professional sports. <laughs> like other than maybe LeBron when he first left, but it wasn't like you were shitty at your. He was still like obviously the best basketball player in the league. Mm-hmm. Like Russ, I mean. I mean, you he know it's bad. Like, you know everything. it's bad. Like when I was like, dude, this is like, this is a bit much, guys. It's just like, this is a guy who you hated for ten years, and you're like, hey, lay off. I just like, uh, this feels, this feels like I'm watching at the podium, like, just look like a defeated human being, let alone athlete. But no, he's played really well. Sean Payton clearly is obviously a better coach than uh, Nate Hackett. Um. Their defense, Vance Joseph, gave him a ton of credit. Ever since they gave him a 70-burger to Miami, they've been super frisky. And, yeah. They held they held the uh, Chargers to only seven points, and it could have been a shutout. I mean, that defense has really turned it around. Their only bad performance, I think, since the 70-burger was against uh, the uh, Texans last week. And now, with the Texans having a, uh, an injured quarterback and a lot of injuries uh, on that team, with Pittsburgh absolutely reeling like – it really does look like the Broncos are going to make the playoffs. They also own the tiebreaker over Buffalo. Like they're, it looks like they're going to make it, but you're saying they could take it a step further. And if they make it, that would probably mean Kansas city was like 10 and seven. If, if they win the division, they could somehow miss out on the playoffs. Maybe Casey slips to nine and eight. Wouldn't that be wild? That would be one of the craziest stories in recent NFL history. If uh, this, like, I think, really the, I think happen. the chiefs are going to lose the Bengals. And I think the Chiefs are going to lose one of these games they really should not lose. I don't know to who. Like, they just own the Raiders. They just freaking own the Raiders. Mm-hmm. That game's going to be in Kansas City. I don't think they're going to lose to the Raiders, especially after whatever the hell we just saw yesterday. <laughs> um, I I guess I'm optimistic that the, Patri- the Patriots might, <laughs> might give them uh, a bit of a game um, this week, but... Uh, I think it's the Charger game, last game of the season. Um, that means Denver would be playing the Raiders because they do all division games. Yeah. So Denver could would beat the Raiders, and I think I think the Chargers, who are as much BS as they've you know exhibited over the last couple of years with losing these games, I think Brandon Staley knows he's getting fired. I think Justin Herbert maybe is healthy for that game. I think they try everything they can to. Screw over the Chiefs. Yeah, that wouldn't that be something? That would be sick. I think the crazy thing is, is like I had a positive overall view of the Chiefs as a team, as an organization, of Mahomes, of Reed, and all of a sudden I'm really rooting against them to like win this division. And I don't really like Sean Payton. I kind of dis- strongly dislike. See, that's the guy. my. I was like, it was it was it was a bad 24 hours for the Chiefs as a as a as a unit. But like I I think they're. Sean Payton's still a bigger turd burger. Oh, of course. But it's like, what strange events had to transpire for me to actually, like, really dislike the Chiefs all of a sudden? So this is wild. So there's Joey's uh, wildest take of the week. Denver wins the AFC West. Wouldn't that be something after they started? I believe it was 1-4, and four, just like the Vikings. Um, let's close the pod. A couple things outside of the NFL I wanted to go over. Uh, how about that cheap Otani deal? 10 years, 700 million. Just some chump change. 
just 250 million more than Mahomes, the largest contract in NFL history. Cool quarter bill over the NFL record. Baseball, I mean, like I said, once the A's move, uh, where I'm are out. they getting this money from? But like, where? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. Is like, I mean, we clearly used to, the we, sports. We used healthy. to say that when like A Rod would get his like ten years two fifty. Yeah. Like seven hundred million. <laughs> and did you see what came out today? He's going to be paid twenty yeah. million total in ten years, two million a year, and then after that, sixty-eight million a year for ten years after that, so they can spread. I don't out understand the that. It's it's so that they can spend more but during like, his contention. But what I don't window. understand is there's no cap in baseball. Well, like, there is a collective bargaining tax that. It's just like hockey where the life of the deal, no matter how you structure it, is divided. So it's like for 10 years, they could have said, okay, that's $70 against the collective bargaining tax each year. But because they spread it out so heavily, it's only like $48.8 a year. But the thing that they're pointing out is the Dodgers themselves, like, yes, the competitive balance tax will say it's like $48.8 a year. But the Dodgers themselves are literally only giving him two million a year for the next ten years, so they're like going to be willing to go over the tax and pay the tax like Joe Lacob does with the Warriors. So it's like if you're the other teams in the NL West, oh my God, you have to just be like, how is this legal? I, but that but that means they got to write like a what a six hundred eighty million dollar check, year ten. Yeah, the, I could after I could he's be, retired and he's already he's already had. Correct me if I'm wrong, but not one but two Tommy Johns. I believe he's had one Tommy John and then one other arm procedure, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but I don't think this is going to work out. You're, literally unanimous approval down here in L.A. Everyone's so excited, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, maybe year three, it's like he's hitting 240 like, with 38 homers. Again, again, like which one of these have worked out? None of them. Uh, Harper is okay. But Stanton, terrible. A-Rod, Even like Mike second, Trout. Terrible. Trout, terrible. The dude is injured all the time. Yeah. Even in other sports. Like, Machado, terrible. Yeah. And like, you know, in football, it's like, where all my... But it'd be like only a four or five year deal. Baseball's like, fuck it. Here's 14 years. <laughs> like... Trout's 14 years, 425. Uh, Bryce Harper's 13 years, 330. Like, like what in the world? Like... Honestly, you really like I'm we all want to believe that all these players work incredibly hard and they all do really, but you know, you can't tell me that if you handed me like a 10-year contract worth this amount of money, like I'm I'm dialed in like in the off season like <laughs> working out or like if I hit a slump during the season like I'm just grinding to get out of it, like check still clears <laughs> baby. <laughs> like you have to be wired so competitively or like so to have that not impact you. That's why people have career years when they're in a contract. Mm -hmm. What's the, I mean, maybe the incentive is I just want to be the best player I can be and like win a world Mm -hmm. series or whatever. But like he basically has to be what he's been the last three years for every year of that deal for it to make sense. That's not going to happen. Yeah. How old is he? He's not like young. I think he's like 29. 29? So yeah, 29 through 38 seasons. And the crazy thing is, is he's probably not going to throw one pitch next year. So he's going to be a DH next year for hopefully 150-plus games. 
I mean, for him to be worth, he's going to have to hit like 60 homers. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I could not believe the number when it came down. And the people on baseball Twitter say, are saying with the deferrals and inflation and everything, it's really only 10 years, $488 million. I'm like, oh, wow, so cheap. Like, that is just absolutely mind-boggling. But I like the guy. I think he's everyone in baseball's second favorite player. You know, everyone's got their favorite player on their own team, and he's absolutely second the way Ichiro was in the past, the way Ken Griffey Jr. was for anybody who liked baseball in the past. Like, this guy is the marquee name in the sport. But long-term, I'm like, that is just a massive bet. Like, I mean, so many, yeah. Like, Anthony Rendon. What? Eight for 240. (laughs) And I think he's played, like, 60 games the last three years total. Like even some of the pitcher ones, like the oh, boom arm falls off. Like well, Steven Strasburg one is the worst one in sports history. Seven years, two hundred and twenty million. He has thrown one pitch. Like he threw a pitch right after he signed it, blew out his arm. They are going to hold a retirement ceremony for him this year, and he's still got three years left on the deal. Like that one's unbelievable. Like I'm trying to think of the one. I don't know if he ever got like a long deal, but like Verlander was like the only guy that like just was a horse for like. 20 years. I think the Scherzer deal with yeah, Washington was a good one. But when, didn't but Scherzer sign like a like It was a like three five year? for 150 or something. Some big number. And then, yeah, then he signed another for, one Yeah, after for that. me, it's not like the 700. It's like the 10 years. Yeah. The Pujols one. Yeah. Oh, horrible. my. He couldn't even <laughs> move. Yeah. He, they, they said he was 42 at the end of his contract. He was like 56. Like, yeah, yeah even in wild. hockey, they just gave – they just extended Ovechkin like nine and a half million, which, by the way, for you non-hockey fans, nine and a half million a year is a chunk of change mm. in the NHL. This dude is going through the motions like every night on the ice. Like he is a shell of himself. Just stands in the penalty circle with his stick yeah, up just all, being like. And I just like, I don't know if soccer really does. Like football, you just don't even, that's a whole career. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, it's you, unique to this baseball. might this might be a wild take, but like I don't think that would work for Mahomes. Yeah, like I or or, or you know, give that contract to like twenty eight year old, twenty nine year old LeBron James. Even that may not work. I'll know? be honest, that one might have. You give a ten year I mean, deal to LeBron at twenty eight. I think I that's so like the probably the best thing you can say. Like he's, I mean, he's almost forty and he still looks like he incredible shape. Mm. But still, I mean, I don't but know. But he, he's wired differently, right? Brady, same thing. You would have done that. That would have worked out too. But even, but even if, even if it works out on the athlete's body holding up, like, does it actually work out financially for the team? Especially if you're in a league with a cap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. This could be this could be crazy. But I think Mahomes eventually is going to play at a level that is not going to outweigh. Like, oh, we could have allocated this money like otherwise. And Otani's almost a guarantee to fall into into that category too. Yeah, like in year three, not like year. People think like, oh, the last couple of years, those will be the bum years. No, I mean he might break down at thirty two. Yeah, not everybody can be you know an all timer who plays for you know eighteen or nineteen seasons. Like, there's no way you can just immediately guarantee that that's going to happen. But that's what you have to do in baseball with the way these contracts go. Like, I'm sure if the Dodgers said. Oh, we'll do six years, you know, 
420 million, you know, some number like that, Otani would be like, hell no, I can get 10, 12 years from other people. Like, that's just the way it See, is. if I was, I'd be like, good, man. Like, have a, like, have a good life. <laughs> be like, yeah, the Angels are probably, probably offered him more. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, if no, I could console sick. an Angels fan, which I don't really want to, but like, this move of not retaining Otani is going to work out better than A, you keeping him. Or two, or B, um, like any of the other ones, the Pujols, the Rendon. Yeah, and once they get Trout off the books, which there were rumors they were trying to trade him, it's like then they can operate like a real sports franchise again, which they haven't for about seven years at this point. I think they were last a competitive team in like 2014. Um, one more thing before we close the pod. I just wanted to say the Lakers raising a championship banner oh for winning the in-season God. tournament. Barf. I don't know what the rating like. I'm actually, I'm honestly kind of shocked the players embraced it so much. Like, I mean, I know, well, I think each player got like 500k. That's no small amount of money, especially if you're not LeBron James. Um, but yeah, I saw a video of LeBron James popping champagne for the in-season tournament. I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> what are raise we doing? that banner? Yeah, banners fly forever. Oh my god, that's that's like the Sharks regular season banner. Uh, at the top of the shark tank. Uh, this is this feels worse. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it's just maybe because the first year they've done it, but like people were trying to. Uh, I, I've seen people try to explain it like a soccer. They do those like in season cups, yeah. But I feel like the way soccer does it is it's very different. Like the FA Cup in England. Any team can join the FA Cup. It's not just the Premier League teams. If you find 10 dudes off the street that you want to play with, you can register for the FA Cup like a year in advance and play in these lower levels. And it's like this grassroots thing that's been around 150 years. It's one thing. And then there's the Champions League, which is like, say there was an NFL in every country, and then the winner of each of those NFL leagues all joined a Super League. That I I think that's really cool. This is like, what the hell is this? This is the same league. (laughs) Yeah. Playing the same games, and they count towards the regular season. They count record. towards another trophy that's the actual trophy. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't get it. Like it I, I us hope something I, else to bet on. I guess I, don't I know. really hope. <laughs> and then on top of it, like the court designs and the jerseys were just fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Like I hope a difficult watch. Horrible. Like even if you wanted to turn the game on, you're like, what am I like? You know those movies that have like. Or shows have like all those like lights, and they put up like a warning, like if you, like <laughs> if you're sensitive to strobe lights. Yeah, yeah. they should have done that. Yeah. No, I it's a, a complete joke, a complete joke. I hate it with every part of my body. The in season <laughs> tournaments, like stop making the regular season more devalued. Cut the, cut the game. The NBA and the NHL to that for that matter should play like sixty games, at most. Yeah, MLB cut it in half, like. But the we NCAA say it tournament, every week. LeBron and James, and it's like yet another reason the Otani deal, the NBA in season tournament, yet another couple reasons why the NFL is by far the best product in all of sports. Like seventeen games, six teams or seven teams make the playoffs. No in season tournament. No ten year contracts that ruin a franchise for for you know a full decade. This is why it's the best product, and this is. Why I mean, other leagues really better watch out because, 
I've said it before. The NBA and MLB think they're like number. They're they are well behind college football. Like in college football with a boom next year, when the new TV deals kick in, the pack and the twelve team playoff. I mean, they announced I saw today the Monday night games. The SEC like Texas, uh, Georgia mm-hmm. um, plays next year, and then Alabama plays Oklahoma next year, and and then yeah, the Big Ten has you know you're going to see Michigan versus like Washington like. I mean, when like that, there's a reason why the NBA on ABC games, those Saturday prime times, mm-hmm. really don't start until like February because they can't put them on a weekend in the fall. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the and the 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 growth continued growth of the NFL is growing college football even more, and it's like football is leaving the other sports in the dust, and for all the reasons that we outline, ballooning contracts and like freaking cartel behavior by the MLB owners just absolute <laughs> bullshit the NBA with their in season and their you know in-season resting to, players just, and it's it's just the product is so devalued I, I honestly at this point, I should I should have I should have known but I really wish the NBA players like players just came out and mocked this just tournament but they didn't they kind of said oh like it's cool like yeah, they I acted mean, like it was a real in. championship so ridiculous and and i don't think the fans thought of it as anything maybe the lakers fans are like oh this is amazing literally everyone else who watched was like okay cool so like say another like, opportunity to make money say That's say like the boston celtics win the nba finals you know the one in june <laughs> and like i can't wait for the social media stuff that's going to come out like oh lakers and celtics both nba champs 2023. I can't wait for the Michael Jordan never won an in-season tournament. <laughs> I'm going to be like, get the fuck out of here. Like Michael Jordan would rather be playing baseball or like at the craps table than play an in-season basketball tournament. Yeah, playing golf, fishing, anything. He would be like, no, I only play for the one in June. Uh, all right, thanks, everybody. We'll wrap it up. That's that's another oh. edition of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. We'll be back again next week. Hopefully we'll be in a, a, an even more boisterous mood after a couple of Niners and Vikings victories. Um, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy holidays. We'll be back with episodes over the holiday season. We'll probably take a little break around Christmas, but for the most part, uh, we'll be with you every Monday throughout the season, throughout the playoffs, and leading up to that Super Bowl. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.